With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock! It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to episode 51, season 10 of the Fighting Cock Podcast. Today I'm joined on the line by Felonius Filth. Hello, hello. You are the dirtiest man I've ever met. I saw I'm called Felonius Filth, mate. I know, I understand it. I'm just saying, like, I just to, to reiterate why people call you Felonius Filth is because you're grubby. Oh. Is that too much? Happy with that, mate. Happy with that. <laughs> We're Mellowed also... in old age, though. <laughs> We've also got Jolian. How are you doing, mate? All right, man. I'm not bad. Not bad. You know, living the Lucas Mora dream. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think this will come as any su- surprise to you, but um, you, your your appearance on the on the podcast a couple of weeks ago sort of stirred up some feelings. Like people were digging it. Like, like, like some people called it the fighting cock of old. That's what oh. they called it. Imagine if I had been sitting here just imagining that it had stirred that up. What sort of <laughs> decrepit narcissist would I be? I mean, I'll leave that to, like, you know, Farage and... Uh, what's that cunt who manages Arsenal again? Uh, Arteta. <laughs> the big R, bros. Arteta, yeah, that one. That he's got a neck... He's, I don't know if you noticed, he's got a neck beard. What you about to say he's got a Netflix show? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a neck beard. He's like... I know, like... T, a, a neck beard on the internet is a sort of not not great great place to be is it yeah i think they're um incels aren't they yeah so it, it, yeah, yeah. It, oh, it's an incel <laughs> do you know, do you know, <laughs> not so is that what you're <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's it, it must be so difficult if if you're just not if you just haven't got the gift of gab and you find it you struggle a little bit and and you you're never ever gonna be in a situation where you know a lady might take a fancy to you, and because after of what, your your fluffy neck bit, it might be that it might be uh, your racist views. It might be um, the fact that you. Uh, I don't know what. How, <laughs> you're a racist it Brit matter, with a really good. bad beard, and some and probably support Arsenal, and got a strange fetish with Michelle Arteta's eyebrows, some some shit like that. Is that is that is that on you, Johnny? Have you, have you got a thing with her eyebrows? No, I was just sort of like extrapolating what, yeah. what, you know, you can't, obviously, this is an audio podcast, but you can't see that Flav's eyes were ablaze with passion and love. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was difficult to know what, what thoughts, lusty thoughts were flying through his mind at the time. Jolene, can I ask you a question? Every day. Uh, I'm a conduit to Rebecca Coys, and she says, which of our players do you reckon could fit the most Jaffa cakes up their bum? Without a doubt, Danny Rose. It's not even playing. He ain't, he ain't even got a shirt number. Why don't he? He's still in the squad. Probably because he hasn't got much to do. He's just stuffing them right up there. He's got, you know, he's got broad thighs, doesn't he? Big thighs, Danny Rose. And I'd imagine that thighs correlate to size of bum crevice. So I'm no, going for, with that. Thursday night, instead of playing, being in um, Croatia, playing Dinamo Zagreb, 
He's on his sofa just going, four, five, six. Jeez. Well done, Danny. Oh, it's such a shame. It's such a shame because he was so good for us. Mate, he was the absolute lick. I love, do you remember the days Danny Rose tearing down the left, Carl Walker tearing down the he right? He killed it. He Those killed it. Days. He did. He did. He wanted to go, but if Milan called, is that what you're saying? Milan <laughs> called. Yeah, yeah. So he ends up at Newcastle after that. Uh, T, what are your lasting I- I- impressions of Danny Rose? Oh, such a tortured legacy, really, because I loved him so much. He kind of felt like a football fan on the pitch in the way that he played and his passion. 100%. The way, the way it ended is how I believe he's going to be remembered, which is a shame, really. Um, no, I think the all or nothing will probably be on his epitaph. Or then the two amazing seasons that he had with us. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to talk to Daniel. If, that, if that's how, if that's how you feel, I'm going. I'm going to talk to Daniel. <laughs> All right, then go and talk to Daniel. Uh, that's a good Milan, podcast. What to Daniel? <laughs> uh, Milan? Is uh, anyone from Milan called? No. Is uh, Milan called to? Have, uh... You know, I play on FIFA quite a lot, and I'll tell you what. Uh, it's never Milan that wants to sign him. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> it's usually Fulham, or yeah. sometimes occasionally or... Leeds. Well, Bournemouth or Newcastle came in. Portivo but... occasionally, but like it's all pretty. It's pretty minor. It's usually proposed as part of a swap deal. But you know, listen. God bless Danny Rose. We'll never forget that game against Arsenal. We'll no, never we'll... ever forget that volley. He's part of the folklore. You know and then I mean? the irony of that, Julian, is that, is that that was his first game for Tottenham, and 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 that 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 performance against Arsenal will sum up his entire career because he scored one of the most probably the. What might be the best goal I've ever scored, uh, ever seen? Sorry, obviously never. <laughs> Are never. you Danny Rose in disguise? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in more, Rose in more, in, in more ways than one. Scooby Doo no. master. <laughs> Imagine that fucking reveal for the podcast. <laughs> Always been hosted by Danny Rose from the fucking day. Uh, but but if you look at that goal he scored, that wonderful volley he scored, it was fantastic. It was like a, it was like a scud missile into the back of the net. And then he gets pulled at half time in a in in a half that he'd scored that goal, get pulled because his performances were well, it just wasn't up to scratch. We we needed to change him, we needed to pull him. And um, you know, that was his that was his debut and he played oh his Premier League debut. He played in left wing that night. Uh, uh Harry Redknapp pulled him off after he scored that goal because yeah. it weren't yeah. working. We went on to win yeah, we went on to win that goal to, uh, game two one. Anyway, uh, we just no, beat last. Hang on, just quickly, I'll tell you, I've been on, I've been on many podcasts in my life, right? I've done many podcasts. I've been on okay. podcasts. Okay. I've got my own podcasts. But what I will say is, I've never gone on a podcast that's made such a lateral jump between Jaffa Capes up an asshole <laughs> screaming volleys in the south stand. <laughs> well, I'm well, saying, welcome to the Fighting Cup podcast. It's got um, range. It's got a range. It's and got depth. range. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say we, we're, um, you know, we, we, you know, the connoisseurs of the the Tottenham Hotspur football podcast world, uh, and uh, and probably that in its own way, the tentacles of that idea spread out to other podcasts. So, Jolyon, uh, as you mentioned it, what what are you what are the podcast you're working on? What are you doing? There's a new series that is uh, just about to come out. Uh, it's a global series. They've got, you know, they look after like capital and 
uh, LBC and absolute and everything. And the thing that I've been most fascinated about in the last couple of years is conspiracy theories. Um, so each week we take a conspiracy theory and I'm joined by my co-host, who's much brighter than me. He's the global editor of the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, a guy called James Ball, super brain. Uh, used to work at Lit WikiLeaks, like back in the back in the day, before oh, wow. Julian Assange was the most toxic person in the world. And um, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's called The New Conspiracist, coming out, um, I guess, starts April the 6th. And, I, I, you know, I'm just going to drop it. Pretty, for me, it was one of the most amazing guests. Have you ever seen any documentaries by Adam Curtis? Yeah, of course, the BBC yeah, guy. So Adam Curtis comes on the show, which is brilliant. I just, I'm not going to tell you that much more about it. But in the first series, we had people like David Baddiel on The Jews, which is yep. obviously a big fan. We had James O'Brien from LBC on Hard Brexit. Um, and yeah, we've got some really good guests. So that one's coming out. That's 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 my new podcast, the second series of it, which is coming out on the 6th of April. Thanks um, for letting me plug it, man. Jesus. No, that, that wasn't even planned, was it? it uh, genuinely, oh. honestly, it wasn't no, planned. You did, I'll tell like, you what, all the work I've ever done, my mates are most happy that I did this. Oh, bless them. Oh, bless them. My, listen, the Spurs Club was wild. And I want to say one of them, <laughs> boy, Nick Priest, who I didn't shout out, who I went to with Madrid, who I sat in Madrid with, I didn't shout him out. And I'm so sorry, Nick. I know it must have been tough for you writing those WhatsApp messages in a really slightly passive ag way. But now I've, I've given the love back. You've been on, you're on this version of the podcast. Uh, bring them all on. Get all your mates on. Let's just, just Mate, make, let's, let, let's make it your, your mate's podcast. Let's do You're that. making dreams come true, brother. You're making <laughs> dreams come true. Um, I, I, Jolly, I didn't it, it, it sort of spell this out before we started, but we're like we're we're proper right wing on this pod. Like we, no, I know. I like. Yeah, we do, we don't like, like Brexit. Uh, T T hates BLM. He hates it. He oh, thinks, thinks it's reductive, so didn't you, T? Yeah, Wolf Zaha for life. <laughs> Best, one of the best players we've never had. How many times do we used to get linked with Zaha? Do you know what I mean? I know. One I of the last even more the transfer uh, windows. Absolutely love him. What's happened to Bale? Like, it's like it, you know when um you know Will Zaha. Oh. I, I used to think like that Will Zaha was the next Gareth Bale. Like his ceiling was that level. Um, probably will never be because he's still stuck at Palace and he's a gooner. But you know what? What's happened with um he's Gareth Bale in the last couple of weeks? Proper player though, isn't he? Oh well, Will. Listen on the Bale thing. Like, well, but look, let's let's just deal with the crisis at hand because it still feels like a total crisis to me. Is I've, it? You know, putting a plaster over it. Listen, you're the most positive Spurs fan I've ever met, and I love it. I'll tell you what, Joffit Tanganga is an absolute don. Mate, he had, played had a great right game. Back. Great game against Villa. Game. Did you think he had a great game too? I, yeah, I, I did. I 100. I did. I thought he was fantastic. And I'm not. He's. I don't think he's fantastic at all. I think he like his ceiling is quite low. Compared to, uh, I don't know, you know, man. I don't know. Hopefully not. Do but it, it, I'm so it, interested. Why do you think I, that? I don't know. Just because prejudice. <laughs> he's he's a young man though, isn't he? He's so yeah, young. Just and, the the idea you know, of a young man from Tottenham or the the local area coming good and being the guy yeah, yeah. At, at our football club just feels so unlikely when it's just happened with Harry Kane. Hasn't so, it felt like that since Ledley King? Like, I'm getting Ledley King vibes from him. Some of the ways he stepped into people, I know he's much smaller than Ledley, and I'm not saying that, let's hope he doesn't have his knee, but like he was playing at right back in a way that, you know, Doherty, for me, I said in the last podcast, su- like suspect, bin, bin him oh, on. Sanchez, yeah. once again, has proved this week that he is a total fucking liability. I don't know how of all the centre-backs... <laughs> Weren't bad against Villa, though. Weren't bad against Villa. Did you see him in the game? 
I mean, Neville kept picking up on him, pushing people over. Fucking defend. What are you on? 75k a week. <laughs> Put a shift in. Felonious. What do you think? Let's, well, let's, let's, uh, T, what, what do you first make of Tanganga's performance against Villa? And then where are you at with Sanchez? Tanganga was solid. Um, I think it's, uh, it's almost reflective of when Pochettino first came in. And he, you know, played some of the kids and the younger players. Uh, Rodon and Tanganga did very well yesterday. I would like to see, I think Tanganga's future is probably at centre-back. But I love that he can do a job at right-back as well. He's a solid, I mean, a... Probably relieved he wasn't up against Grealish yesterday, but he was quite solid. As for Sanchez, I think I've made it known that I'm a fairly, I'm a massive fan of him, but I think he's had a decent season. But he's just one of those players who, there's one thing he'll do in every game that I make him want to punch a wall. And I think there was one <laughs> he gave away in the first half, which is just so stupid. And for what the fuck are you doing that? But See, he's had spells where totally, he's looked fantastic. Totally. Like, he, he's I had think spell- the, last, the last five, six games, he's actually been all right. He's not been... I think he's, improved, he's improving for me. I mean, he's, look at I our league form. I mean, we'll talk about the form table soon, but he's played in all of those games. And he's... He, he does... Like, do you know what? You, you've summed it up there, haven't you? Because I totally agree with T. Like, there's no doubt that Davinson Sanchez is a player with an awful lot of natural ability. He's got all the attributes of a quality centre-back. You know, he's absolutely tonk. You know, he's amazing in the air. But just like Aurier, they seem to have this kind of self-destruct button and like, you know, we were lucky that that handball was given when they equalised in that game. We probably wouldn't have, you know, it might have been quite a different result if that goal had gone in. And I just thought that, I mean, look, we'll, we'll come. I mean, I know you've already talked about, you know, the disaster in Zagreb. But I mean, that for me was just like, I don't know about you guys, but like genuinely for me, that's as bad as it's got in the last 10 years. Like I was yeah, it just it was like a slow car crash. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, but you survived. You got out of the car crash, and if 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 the car crash had smashed you to smithereens, and you'd, you'd never woken up, I, like I, I get it. But you need, you know, we we might, you know, we might be a bit mangled. We might be a little bit slow after the car crash. We might have had our heads smashed to pieces, but we got out of it, and we will recover. But it was a bad result. It was a bad, bad result. I sort of more meant for the fans. Do you know what I mean? Because it just felt like that classic. Oh, I mean, I got all the gooners. Do you know, yeah, do you know who Tyo course, is yeah. who does the fucking Guna podcast? Do you know Tyo Papula? Tyo, no, he's a DJ. No, 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 he no, he no. does one with Alan Davis and all that lot, and he was just waiting. And then he's like, oh, so weird that I called you today. I didn't even mean... And then I thought, oh, man, that game is... But I just wanted to chat and be like... And I was like, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, and but, that's mate, how bad it was. It gave them that... It gave the Gunners a little teeny little, you know, baby penis pellet. Johnny, that, that's on you for having Guna mates. That's your fault. You're but, but keeping, Flav, keeping Flav, their company. Flav, read the line. Read, Flav, read the line. Under Aston Villa on the running order. Read the line. <laughs> uh, currently, Spurs are, currently. currently, Spurs are above sc- the scum and Liverpool, and we're in a crisis. Apparently, we're in a crisis. That's all you've got to respond with. Yeah. Well, I, I, Let's I, be honest, I, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't, be doing better than this. We should no, be no, doing we, better than this. We, we should. But just, just to go back to what, what T was just saying then. I don't respond it with that. I I just respond with die, die in a fire, die in a car crash. I don't give a fuck. Just don't talk to me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Sorry, totally. Johnny. I was, I just locked him off. I was just like, I don't want to be dealing with that. What, but I totally jo- Johnny, what are you getting out of that relationship? What are you getting out of it? Because is he helping you? Is he does he does he nourish your life? Does he make it better? I think it's an abusive relationship. I think then, you're making me understand on this podcast. Get that out. There's quite a lot of unrepressed trauma. Get out. I haven't processed. Get, so out, get of it, that out of my life. I yeah. feel freed now. Let's yeah. talk more about Roden and uh, our bad boy uh, Lucas Moura, <laughs> who, frankly, you know, king of all men. You know, you said, you know, on that other podcast, it was probably about six episodes ago, seven, you were talking about moments, like best hat tricks that have, like, or performances that have blown you. It was after Bale had done that absolute blinding game right. where he scored the two goals and everything. But no one even mentioned Lucas Moura's hat trick at Ajax. Like, it was, it, that was, that was so extraordinary. Like, it got us into the Champions League final. And I would even say that, is it possible that Lucas Moura is our most underrated player? Like, in our fan base, in our... Like, you talk about the performances over the last kind of five games. He's been driving from that central number 10 role. I never thought he could play. Yeah. Never, I, I never would have played in there on FIFA. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, we had and a like, question from Nelson Saha. He says, thoughts on Lucas Moura so this season? So this is the idea that we have a player we didn't rate uh, and Sissoko never did what Lucas Moura did, uh, what, what, what he did in, in the um, Ajax Stadium. He didn't do that. But we have a player in the last month or two that did coincide with the fact that we have won four out of five in our last league games. If you discount Arsenal, we'll come on to that. But Lucas Moura is pulling up trees. Now, T, you've been one to just, I mean, you called it the Lucas Moura experiment over and over again. But that was back in the day, to be fair, that you know, it's unfair to throw that on you now, but I'm gonna like explain yourself. <laughs> See, this is gonna this is gonna be a start of a monologue, which you'll probably cut me off halfway through. Hell no. Last podcast you did with Cal, you kind of extolled the virtues of Eric Manuel Emela about how more players should be like him. You know, he's got all this passion. Any one of the three of us on this podcast right now could go for Spurs and show passion. I don't care about passion. Just don't be shit. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my. <laughs> so this brings just me. Don't to be Lucas. shit. Be good. <laughs> this yeah. brings me to Lucas Mora, right? Lucas Mora is someone who I've always said in this pod, about how shit he plays, he will always try and keep going and keep trying things and keep trying yes. things. And Amen. I feel that. He's kind of found his niche in the last five, six games. And I've been critical of him, but he's been great. And um, long may it continue. And it seems like teammates love him. He's obviously close to Vinicius, who doesn't speak much English. And oh, even mate. the tweet, with the tweet Lucas Moore sent after the game, they almost broke his hand on the post celebrating the goal. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. so, so have you seen the um, uh, tweet beautiful. by Spurs? It's like, like 90 minutes ago, um, Spurs put out a tweet, uh, which was a, a video interview between Lucas Mora and Vinicius having a conversation and they were talking about um, he Vinicius's mum and I think one other family yeah. member that he'd lost and I'm watching this and I'm thinking like Vinicius on Tottenham Hotspur's main official uh, media channel in Twitter or, or, or YouTube both of them it was on both of them you showed Vinicius our second striker who is a footballer way in, in a game in the current level where footballers and fans have no correlation together. They don't fit together. We watch, we pay, they play, they score, right? That's that's our relationship. And then what, what Tottenham have just put out is this really emotive, lovely 
very vulnerable conversation between Vinicius and Lucas Moura. And Vinicius talks about how difficult it is for him to play football now that he's lost his mum. And when he celebrates the goals he does, it's because he feels in that moment close to his mum that he's lost. And it was honestly, wow. I was watching it like choking up. It's, it's, it's a fantastic piece of uh, content. And if you're, if you're even the most cynical people, if you allow yourself just a moment to sit back and just watch the fact that you're looking at a human being talking about their mum passing and how that's inf- affected you, then, you know, even in the most cynical sense, you can't look at that and not think, fair, fair play, this must be tough for you. It was odd. I, I don't know if you guys have, uh, have heard it, but... It's, I'm, I'm literally uh, looking at it now. Like, I can't actually believe what you're telling me. And I think it's like, it's, it's so healthy. Like, well, you're watching, people watching that, the Premier League footballer break down in tears. It's the most disgusting, unbelievably absurd reality at the moment where, you know, the ver- you, you have no verified accounts and trolling of people, particularly footballers, particularly totally disgusting unimaginably painful to read racist comments have become totally normalized and i think anything that really humanizes these people and you just go do you know what like they're real people man like you can't just be saying this shit like imagine if you get it like it's horrendous but this what i'm seeing like i was so happy for him when he scored but when yeah. he was hitting the goalpost it was like you could just see that like exactly like t's saying about like people leaving it on the park yeah like i love to see that like i love it to mean something to them you know what I mean? And like, that was what, you know, you talked about, I mean, I'm not going to, the real problem with the way Sissoko played against Zagreb. He had a look on his face the whole game. Like, you can see when Sissoko's bang into it. He was just not there. And so yeah. many of them weren't. And I just don't get it. And it's like, it, it, this piece of content, sorry, I always go off in these tangents. This That's piece right, of right, content, right. It's, a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, they clearly are very close. Yeah, and they are, they are. But what, what, it's almost a shame for me as a Spurs fan, and I'm sure you guys will agree, the, the the purity of the reason why he celebrates his, his goals is evident. But I'd actually like it if yeah. there wasn't no purity to it. He was just an arsehole and he just, he, like, he, he, he smashed in a goal against Marine from one yard out and done the celebration. It's like, yeah, that's my secondary striker. That's my second, that's my backup to Kane. Celebrate like you mean it. I love that shit. Because wouldn't we all do that? Like, we had a question here from... Um, uh, Bean White, he says, how would you celebrate your first Spurs goal? Like, like if, if you got to live your dream, T, how would you celebrate your first goal? Imagine, like, you go through, like, um, Lucas Morris slots you through and you're one-on-one against Leno in North London Derby and you dink it over him. How would you celebrate, T? This might be exactly the same on this podcast, but um, do you remember when Carlos Tevez scored against Spurs for West Ham? Yeah, I mean, yeah. in the four three, and he jumped to the crowd, and he took his shirt off, and they just all, all rushed him. I'd probably do something like that. Probably, I mean, I got a few mates. I got a few mates in the park lane, and so hopefully, if I score at that end, I'll be straight in, straight in amongst them, just, just dive bombing them all. Yeah, love it, Lovely. Lovely. What would you do? You know what, man? It'd be some classic shit. I reckon I'd just like, you know, that old school celebration of like running to the corner flag, corner of the south stand just in front of the wall of noise, just two knees, just bang, just like sliding across a wet surface, arms up in the air, Lineker-esque. That's yeah. my shit, man. I like it. I like it. Mine would be dicks out. Everybody dicks out. Everybody. So I would score immediately, pull pull my my, tra- my my shorts and my pants all the way down because it wouldn't be boxers because 
proper footballers Fab, don't wear boxes. That, like North London derby, yeah? you're like actual the, dream, your dream, you've, your boyhood dream. You've dinked it over Leno, like you said, North London derby, the fucking crowd screaming, and then you get your fucking dick out. Dick out, not just it's my dick out, everyone's dick out. Everyone's, everyone's, everyone's dick dick's out. Everyone's dicks out. Everyone's dicks out. So, so what it's I do... A, it's a national scandal. It's ruined Britain. Nigel Farage is outing you. He's saying nah. you all the stuff he would have said about fucking BLM today. But it's my moment. Nigel it's Farage. It's huge it, it, yeah, yeah, he's a pro- proper cunt. I mean, look, hands down cunt. Whopper. Whopper. Any man who uses an opportunity to talk about the fucking ability to legally, peacefully protest in this country and uses it to start attacking BLM, right, is just beyond the pale, right? It's just like so Absolutely sick. Anyway, he, anyway, so he, is he there with his dick out? Well? No, no, no. He, got his dick the, out on he, he's, not, he's not welcome. He's not in, he's not in there. But he's being kicked I, out. No, I'd be running along. No, can I, can I just finish my celebration? Right? So so I'm running along and my dick's out, right? 100%. But I've done it in a way that the rest of the players haven't seen. So they're like still coming up. Because like players celebrate together. Of course they do. They're naturally going to run to me. I've just scored a goal in the North London derby. But my dick's out. Right? And I'll look across to the right and I think, there's there's Oria. He ain't seen it. And, I was, and I'd, like, as he comes celebrate, I'd pull his shorts down. And I'd look around, Harry Kane, I was like, I'll grab him on my left hand, police shorts down, and at least three dicks are out in the North London derby after we just scored. That's that's the fucking gold. That's gold. Don't tell me that ain't gold. Dicks out. T's screen just went blank, and I I, I actually, for a second, thought he's he's actually just left in disgust. No, no. (laughs) T, if that that was T's line, if that was T's line, it would have been a long, long time ago that he quit. But um, you, need to, you need to relay your League Cup final story because the anniversary of that was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. So, um, Spur, so I was in the Cockerell yes. pub. I tweeted about this the other day. But I was in the Cockerell pub, uh, which is now the, yeah. I think it's like THF Medical Centre or something. It used to be a pub. And that's where we used to watch our football. We used to go there home. Uh, so every time we were playing at home, we'd be in there drinking. And after the game, we'd be in there drinking. Yeah. And obviously, in 1999, Spurs reached the League Cup final against Leicester. And, you know, there was, um, you know, there was no chance that any of my family and my mates were going to get tickets. So we just descend on Tottenham to, you know, to to watch us inevitably lose this game against Leicester in the League Cup in 1999. Anyway, uh, 89, 81 minutes, Justin Edinburgh gets sent off for lashing out at Robbie Savage. Um, Robbie Savage at the time was... He was like the antagonist of every football game. And if you're a Leicester fan, you loved him. If you're a Spurs fan... You absolutely hated him or any fan of any other club. Anyway, uh, Edinburgh lashed out at him, got sent off. We were down to 10 men. You think, ah, oh, Spurs, Spurs, Spursy in it up again. This is before even Spursy was a term and we actually managed to turn it around. Iverson went running down the right, hand, uh, right wing. He, chip, he, he shot at goal. I think Tim Flowers uh, palmed it out and Alan Nielsen headed it in. Now, that was, that was, was it? T, was that right? right. I remember that too. Right, so... I believe it was, yeah. On about 88 minutes, about two minutes before it happened, I thought, this is going to extra time. I need a wee. This would be a great <laughs> time to have a wee because I'm not going to miss any of the extra time. Sure, so I went, I went for a wee. Uh, having a piss in the, in the Cockrell pub. And no. as I'm having a wee, there's f- three other men in the cubicles, or not in the, not in the, <laughs> in the urinal line, not in the cubicles. And um, we hear a roar, like a roar 
in my what would it must have been 20 years old at the time no eight 19 years old at the time a roar like i've never heard in my life before it was like i'd entered hell's capital the the world of pandemonium and it was just a noise that i'd never experienced before the problem is i've still got my cock out and i'm mid piss so i had to <laughs> I had to find a way to, you know, you know, men, like oh, women no. listening to this won't know, but men, men, men will know this. You can put the lockdown. You can put the lockdown on a wee. You can do it if you tense hard enough. The wee stops. So I did that, but I didn't have enough time to do myself up because that's an extra ten seconds, and that's an extra ten seconds I'm going to miss from the pandemonium. So I just went running out, cock out, and into the into the pandemonium. <laughs> and, and you know what's great? You know, sometimes I feel like we're living a snowflake. Fam, uh, it, it, um, a world, right, right then, no one even acknowledged the fact that my dick was flapping all over the place. They didn't know. They didn't know that. It was just glory and pandemonium, shared, wonderful feeling. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's not. I would say, I would say it's not my proudest moment. I, I'm pretty proud of that. I'm pretty proud of of all of that. To be fair. So you missed missed the goal and ran out to celebrate by weeing on everyone else. It's no, no, I managed, I managed to it's stop a uniformly. It. I put, put the lockdown. I put the lockdown. I put the lockdown. Yeah, put the it. It might have been like I, I was. I was so excited. Maybe, maybe some did come out. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't no. one. Um, can we talk about Roden? Because it was. Um, you know, he's come back into the team, and uh, it was a back line that I wasn't confident of because there was little to no experience. T, what, what, what did you make of the back line against Villa? Oh yeah, and Alder Verwald were ill, so they missed the missed the game. What's the deal uh, with it? Wasn't it's not COVID. It's not COVID, definitely. <laughs> it's not COVID. It's just ill, so they missed the game. So um, I expected Doherty to to start, but he didn't. To a Tanganga, um, but Rodan's not really let us down that much. The Liverpool game was just a car crash from start to finish. He played his part in that, but after seeing him do well, he feels like. Obviously, he's not one of our own, but I presume I know Flav. You've seen. I don't know if you've seen it yourself, Jolio. But there's a footage of um, Odon in the crowd at a Swansea game. He's got his massive red Stony jacket on, and he's just singing with the fans. Yeah. And McBurney kind <laughs> of outs him, and they're all singing the Odon song to him. Brilliant. And that's hilarious. Fans, you all love seeing footage like that, and I just feel yeah. I feel a warmth towards him because of that. And mm. yesterday, he just, he just looked, he looked really good yesterday. And you know, as I alluded. To, Pochettino when the younger players came and maybe Rodon and Tanganga might find you know a starting berth in the team now. What's his ceiling, Julian? I think I think I think he's um I think we're yet to know that. I think we'd be um stupid to underestimate you know the quality of some of these young Welsh players just because they're from Wales, like what Bell is from Wales, come on. And like he's I think he's shown real character. Like I felt exactly like T felt. Like when the game started, I thought this is really shaky. I think I agree with what Neville was saying in his commentary about them not really knowing, like they're a couple of feet behind each other or front of each other on the offside. Luckily, they don't play particularly well on the break. But if we'd been playing a team, you know, of some of the quality that's coming up, Manchester United, Man City, Leicester, we would have been found out. But I thought that what he did very well as well was um, saw the way he was kind of watching play. I think he's got, um, he's one of those centre-backs who seems to sort of, I think, read the game very well. Um, but I, I think he's going to need to fill out. Like, he's still quite... I don't see him... One of the things that Sanchez has got going for him is he's just an absolute unit. 
And I think for, for modern centre-backs, like, obviously you have to be mobile, but I think he needs to probably gain a bit of weight. You remember when Bale came to us, he was a skinny little beanpole as well. I mean, sort of, rem- I mean, obviously totally different position, but like, I, you know, I, I, I think he's, I think he's exciting. I was really impressed with him, with, with Tanganga, with, with, um, uh, with Berg, Berg wine as well. I thought he did all right when he came on yeah. and, and, you know, it, obviously inevitable that Mourinho was going to ring the changes after that game, but could have terribly backfired. And and I think, you know, for me, Tanganga was definitely the standout performance in the back, I think. But I think just as T said, you know, I mean, that's what you want to see in a player, right? Just what he was saying, getting in with the fans, having a laugh, like in his stony jacket, just being himself. I It'd think- be so, so easy. As, as a, like, if I was a, 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 a professional footballer, I'd be doing that all the time. Like, yeah. if I had an opportunity to sit in the away stand and just be in the middle of it all, because for fans, for us, it means so much. That There was that, no. that time when um, I went to Slavia Prague away and we were in the stadium and it was about half, half an hour before kickoff. And... Um, Robbo was singing songs with us, like Paul Robinson was singing songs Wicked. with us, and it was it elevated his my expectation of him, my opinion of him, in, in a way. Yeah, oh yeah, but in, in a way that no other player could could ever reach because he just showed that. You know what? Yeah. On that tip, do you know what we haven't even spoken about yet? Is the balls on Lo Celso when he was watching Kane's penalty, where he just kind of sat on the like hoardings. You seen that shot? No, no, no. What's that? What's that? Penalty to the right of him. Lacelso has just strolled off the pitch, and he's literally just sitting like this because he's so he's sure. Fucking chilled on the thing, and I was thinking to myself, he's fucking with the keeper, and I was like, yes, you fucking don. That's what I want to see as well. Just weird shit, you know. Yeah. I go up to it, <laughs> slap him in the face. I mean, that is dick. Just like Kane, I mean, I yeah, dick's I've out. Seen that happen. I don't know if that's in the rules. Like, is that a yellow card? Like, no one's ever said to me, like, what, dicks you're out? getting yellow card if you get your dick out. Like, I've never actually uh, heard that in I the think, official rules. I think we all, so, I mean, again, it's like uh, PC got mad. If you can't get your dick out of football, then, what can you do? But I have to I have to say, like, I think that, um, oh, like, I was so happy to see Lo Celso back as well. Like, Lo Celso is... He hasn't. It's a, I don't want him to turn into Lamella and just kind of have these niggly injuries that sort of. Do you know what I mean? Just kind of keep him out from that moment where you kind of think he's excelled. But he's the player who I'm not not most this because obviously I felt like Bale. You know, so emotional. You want him to be like the best player in the whole team. But Lacelso, I expected him to kick on this season more than he has. Did you expect him to kick on? Yeah, because I I'd, like I've been banging his drum for. Um. That's a euphemism, isn't it? Since the last time you got your oh. dick out, I'm banging his drum, getting your cock out. I've been banging his, head. banging his drum for since since when it, I went to Southampton away pre-lockdown, and um, he was fantastic. He was the only good part of that Pochettino display at, uh, at that game where we drew one all, and he he really just ran things. And I just thought that is a player, and I still believe that there's a player there. I feel like he could be a part of a crucial part of a wider. Yeah. Uh, machine that just fucking does things and does does well, and I, I genuinely still believe right now, maybe Jose Mourinho ain't the guy. Maybe it ain't him who who needs to take us on. I I you know we, we, top we, four we, or bust now, isn't it? It's top four or bust. That's well, it. Well, we're going to come on to that for 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 um just just very shortly. But I just think that there's um I think there's I think there's enough there 
for another manager potentially to come in and, and, and fix things in the same way that our expectations of this squad as a, as a fan base isn't, it's not high. You know, most of us are really pretty, pretty much disgruntled. Uh, and, and, and I think a massive part of that is down to Jose Mourinho's tactics and the way, they play, uh, way, way he's made us play football. But I feel like there's a squad there that can actually do something decent. But before we go on to um, William Hill's odds and facts and uh, the, the big discussion that William Hill presents us with, there, there is a, there's a certain form table that we have to discuss, T. Can you explain it? We've won four of our last five in the league. That's manager of the month material there. Um, it feels like the sky has fallen in. A bit chicken licking with the way you know, the last two fixtures went before the Villa game. But we're still top of the form table above Man City as well. So, That's mad. Lo- Are we really, T? It's just such a sk- was, was the first game that goes back to that then? What, was our, what, were, the, what were the wins? It would be the win. It, uh, it would have been after Man City. We've beaten on that run then. Uh, Palace at home. West and, Brom, uh, Burnley. Burnley. And Villa. And Villa. So, so we've um, giants we've, of the league. Last last five five games, we've scored twelve, letting three. We've got twelve points from them. Uh, Manchester Manchester City, you've got the same. They've scored fourteen and conceded six. And then you go down to Man City in third place in the form table. They've got eleven from five. Leicester have got ten from five. Chelsea nine from five. Uh, Everton nine from five. Arsenal nine from five, and so on, uh, eight from five, and so on. Um, so I was the, thinking. Sorry, just before like I came on, I was checking. I was like, "What are our next five games?" So we've got Newcastle, yep. obviously away in the league, fucking massive game now. Then Man U, then Man City in the cup final, and then a couple of games later, we got Leicester after Wolves. Mm. And the thing is, like, do you think? Do you boys think that with all those players coming in in the starting eleven in the last game, that Mourinho will give them a chance after the international break, or do you think that was like? Fuck you, Bale. Fuck you, um, you know, uh, uh, Dyer. I'm not having this. Yeah, you sort your life out. But then you'll just be back in the team because that actually genuinely is what worries me. Well, you look yeah. at listen, listen to Larice's interview after the game. It, that apparently yeah. there there is an issue with, with players who ain't playing are not giving it. And if that is the case, and that that's, I think part of that's down to Jose Mourinho. It's, it's his job. It's his job to ensure that this 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 uh, scenario doesn't manifest it at your football club that if Winks ain't happy motivate him make him play better if Deli Ali's like falling out with you then it's your job to bring him back on side so I'm done with Winks I'm done with Winks I'm done with Sissoko I'm done with sideways passing like we've got to get past that as a club and like they the problem is that we should have sold them that's it and the thing was like even with Ali like if I was Ali and I was looking at fucking what Jesse Lingard done and I was just like I could have got a loan to fucking Sunderland or something fucking smashed it then like I'd be screwing. And I think that, like, we do have a big squad. There was always going to be discontent, wasn't there? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But it's his it's, it's job to um, manage it. But, but I feel like what you might have done is exacerbate a, an issue where it yeah. otherwise hadn't needed to be. But can I shock you? Um, shock me. Yeah, well, Spurs uh, are three to one, according to William Hill, to finish in the top four. Three to one. Shut up. Are you fucking yeah. joking? Uh, yeah. Wait, last night. Yeah. After that game. Yeah. Three to one. Three to one. Right, right. Look, we're three points Amazing. behind Chelsea. We get. Uh, we played the same amount of games. We've got uh, a semi-favourable running. 
So, well, who fucking Chelsea playing though? Like, well, have they got hard games then? Like, who who's coming up for them? Well, I just think because I think maybe William Hill believe in us. I don't know. Maybe they believe in us. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they know more than we know. Algo, that's what the algo is saying now. Yeah, yeah, Algo's probably telling us the algorithms <laughs> getting in there, telling us like how many passes percentages have made our. Yeah, well, I mean, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Free free one doesn't sound. That sounds short. Like it's I, not if, awful, is it? No, no. Well, I, I, I feel like, like from my perspective as a Spurs fan, like, I'm not as optimistic as Willie Mill are about us finishing the top four, even though we're three points behind top four, even though we've won four out of five games. I think that that situation where we lost to Zagreb and Arsenal and those two games were so crucial. Like they were season defining, as we talked about on the podcast yeah. on Friday, they were season defining, and that's why everybody's. It's a combination of those two games and the football that we've had to endure this season is why the pressure from a Spurs fan's perspective is on Jose Mourinho. But the reality is the bookies think that we're three to one. They also thought, and this is how you can always get money off them, get money off William. I know they sponsored the podcast, but you can get money off them. I'm, I'm happy for you to do that. They also had us favourites to win the Europa League. So what do the bookies know? Because uh, we... Uh, we threw that game away against Zagreb. Seriously, because I, I, what, what, what do you actually think motivated that mentality in those two games? I don't know. But I haven't spoken to you. I don't know. T, what do that. you think? Why? Why did they just not perform? It's, it's a difficult one. I think that some people are thinking that Mourinho was a bit negative when he did one goal. They probably thought that we weren't going to concede three, so that would be enough. Uh, we think with Winks, he's... Someone who I've said has been having a bit of a whinge about not being in the team. I just thought he'd just, you know, go through the motions. It's just, just things that everything just went wrong at the same time. With the Arsenal game, I think Arteta his tactics spot on in terms of pressing us and forcing us into mistakes. Green us down the right, yeah. just rinsed us. Guaranteeing exactly. just destroyed us. Exactly. And um, I think Thursdays is one of those things where underlying issues, underlying health conditions, this has been a buzz time over the last 12 months. And um, underlying health conditions. <laughs> they, they, they all came to pass in those two games. Eight. Tell you what, Sanchez is an underlying health, health condition, yeah? Dyer is some form of... I'm a uh, Sanchez yes, like stand, man. <laughs> Sanchez, Sanchez stands. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> do, do you think he'll survive it? Do you think Mourinho will survive it? I don't, I don't know. think he'll survive it. I think that the Europa League was his golden ticket and mm. it's gone fourth place... I mean, I think we had a question about finishing second from from Gonclough. Um, yeah. <laughs> you and if we win every What's game, it's possible. Jonathan, we could do it. City. We could do it. Like, okay, wicked. I, listen, as soon as my thing is, I, the way I know how I feel about Tottenham is like, if I can't play FIFA, if I have watched the game that's so bad that like, because I only really play with Tottenham, I'm just playing career mode like a fucking idiot. Spend too many hours on it. But if I, if I, if after a game it's been that bad, I can't play. And I know something's really wrong. And that's how it was for two weeks. <laughs> but let me tell you, after the last game, I felt really good about it. And Did you, do you have that as well, Jolene? That you, you, you can't play FIFA. In my, in my, so I, I've had, to, I don't play FIFA because I'm shit at it. And uh, Champions, Championship Manager sort of dis, uh, it, oh, it's of course, transcended. Of and well, just, but not just that, it just 
that should be support. There should be support groups for ex-championship manager addicts. It's all too. Should, just why too, isn't there? It's too. It's too complicated. It's too difficult. I can't. <laughs> my brain doesn't work. Anyway, but you know, you, you, Spurs did that to us, and, and it still does to to this day. Is that like you can't read newspapers, you can't watch match of the day, you can't watch That's FIFA, so annoying, can't isn't play it? FIFA. Yeah, um, this is me off. Yeah, no, it's true. That's what you love, right? You hate and love this, you know, close, close things like the passion so, of our lives. Yeah, you know, but what? Thing that makes sense. What? Yeah, but that's that's part of being alive, isn't it? It's it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like, I mean, look, the thing about Tottenham is we we are all on some level eternal optimists. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be to be a Tottenham. You hope, fan. yeah. And I think you know, I'm talking back to the fucking. I'm watching some interview and saying and greasy with gary mabbott talking about the inspiration of the club and i remember being like yes and that's unfortunately the good pr that disguises what's been a number of tough tough periods i think the thing with the the, the europa is we all thought it would be nice to have that cup again we talked about it before our, our european success is based on that I think those players really disrespected the club. I'm never going to forget that with certain players. Did you? Did, did so any of you? T. Did you believe it? Did you believe that we thought that we were going to win it? Because I, I kept banging the drum like, well, "Yeah, of course, Europe." Deep down, I didn't think that we'd actually get over the line. Honestly, Do you know? I no, I didn't. I, I did. just, I, I really thought we. I, I just kind of thought that Mourinho, anything is possible. Yeah. But I believe, I believe that whole mystique is gone. It's a bit like when. Boxer loses their unbeaten record and you realise that they uh, can yeah. be hurt. So before Mike Tyson before Mike Tyson lost to Buster Douglas, I thought he was literally Iron Mike. He was impregnable, mm. no one could hurt him. But then when you lose a game, you're like, hmm, he can be hurt. And with Mourinho this season, he's shown that, you know, Mourinho was hired to win Zagreb game, um, Arsenal away. Exactly. That's what it was hired for. And the fact he hasn't means that oh. no matter how much you stand for Mourinho, you've got to think, well, you can blame the players in the club as much as you like. No, it's your fault, you curse, fucking but... pickled onion head. Stop being no, a shitty. I... Amen to T, like, amen. Like, that is the point, isn't it? This particular manager was brought in on that particular idea that in very tricky games, he had the experience, the know-how, he'd won those games before. He was tactically astute, that he would understand how to, to change. He wasn't, he wasn't scared of changing his tactics. In the last two games, I'd argue that that thesis has completely come undone. Like, we were getting done down the right. Everyone could see it. Bale could have got moved over. He brought off Bale in 53 minutes. I think that was a big slump moment psychologically for a lot of the players that would need to see a player like that perform. And I also think that, like, he's got this ability now. Like, for some reason, when I saw the result get Arsenal, my mind went immediately to listening when I was driving back from seeing my parents in Kent, listening to Arsenal against Man U. It was a nil-nil and Mourinho was managing United. It was when, just when they, they could see the wheels coming off. And it felt like a moment like that to me where it's like, no, he's, he's, he isn't as good tactically. And I was saying on the last podcast that this is what's going to helpfully win us. He may still get us into the top four, but I personally decided in my brain, like I would prefer to see someone like Nangalan come in or, I mean, I'd be interested to know what, what, who you think would be really good to, you know, you boys, if, if, if we were to take someone. Brendan Rodgers. Rogers, take I don't him. think he'd come. I think it's too tricky, Leicester, oh. to Tottenham. Do you think he'd come too? I'd, he'd, he'd backflip. It's, it's un, it's he'd back, unlikely, he'd backflip but... all, no, he'd backflip all the way from Leicester to, to Wild Lane. Of course he would. Be a rogue one like Klinsman coming. Um, you know what? I don't know. I just think that I would take finishing fifth and having a season of expansive football with the players that we've got. But what concerns me as well is that in the big elephant in the room is like, will Harry give us another chance? 
That's well, that's the thing that is killing me in my heart. William Hill currently have Give us another season, you mother. <laughs> What's another one? <laughs> Give us another season, you, know you what? shit. You know what? This, uh, you know, <laughs> this, yeah, lady friend said mine. She she just went, nah. And I was like, why? And he goes, I think his uh I think his wife likes it here. Yeah. Well, I, hope. I think his wife likes it. She's got her kids, she's they're happy, they're settled, they don't wanna they don't wanna like move to uh, Spain. William Hill have got him two to one uh, to not be at Spurs next season. Two to Shut one. Up. Yeah. I'm joking. That is How so dare depressing. you? That is the most depressing thing. You should just boycott the brand now. Well, I, 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 I can't because they're paying us loads of money. But it, if, um, you know, this is life, isn't it? This is what... Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they, they can't get anything, everything right. So if they're going to get us to uh, finish top four, three to one, then um, then maybe they'll get I wrong. That. I mean, I'd take that. I mean, they also said we'd win the Europa League, as you said. So, you yeah, know, so, so they're not always right, are they? They're not always yeah. right. So it's always sort of swinging I'd Not this year because it'd be like, with COVID and it's how difficult it is for teams to spend money. And the fact that he's under contract another three years still means that all the power is in Daniel Levy's hands. You know how difficult it is to deal with Daniel Levy. If a club wants to buy Harry Kane, whether he wants to leave or not, they're going to have to pay for the nose. Not only that, they're going to have to negotiate with him as well. There's not. I can't see on FIFA. He usually goes after a couple of seasons for about 196 million. Think about what we could do with that. Because I'm starting to wonder whether the problem partly is that we've so built around two or three players. Like the whole squad. I'm not like I love Harry Kane, just like I loved Harry Lineker, Teddy Sheringham. You know what I mean? It's legend. You can find replacements. There's always a replacement. They feel like like Leicester will finish above us this season, and they don't have Harry Kane. They have Ian Acho and an injury prone. Uh, Vardy. I'm not saying I want Harry Kane to go. I never wanted to go. I wanted to play another really 10 have. years at Tottenham. But, yeah. but it, I think there are Spurs fans out there that think that Harry Kane is the be all and end all of Tottenham. And it isn't the, it isn't the truth. The football I don't club, know, man. He's just like a world-class player. It's like if Ronaldo it's plays... Amazing. Anything, it's like when they say, oh, well, they missed Jack Grealish yesterday. Like, Of course they fucking did. Jack Grealish is one of the best players in the world right now. Not just in Europe. He's, he's really a quality... He's shown that again and again and again. I bet you he shows it in the Euros. You take someone like Kane out, I'm talking about the Tottenham rebuild again. Do you know what I mean? Like, we said it after the Champions League final. That is basically still the squad of the Champions League final. With, what, three extra players? Like, Hoiberg, Regulon, were the only real starters properly throughout, I suppose, and Dombele, but he's, you know, was there. I don't know. It's It, it just sort of feels like time to me now, doesn't it? <clears throat> Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll absolutely see. Uh, but, Jolin, we do have to get on to the world's hardest, most difficult Tottenham Hotspur quiz. We have to do it. It's that time of the podcast. Um, are you uh, are you excited about this, Jolin, or do you not give a shit? Because, I I mean... I actually think I've, I'm just about to sort of get my dick out and run into a group of people like you, I'm that excited. All right, I'm going to wheel all... myself. Gonna... It'll be great. Ben. Hello, mate. Jordan. Hi, hello. All right, Dick's out. Can you hear me? Oh, can't. my camera's not working. <laughs> Don't worry, Ben, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, uh, I, I can't hear you, but the most important thing is your dick out. I mean, it's oh, out, God. but it's got no proof. No, that's that's it. All right, well, this was supposed to be a joke. It's turned into a space. This is... <laughs> It's not a joke. I don't know why. Why it's not. <laughs> no point did I say that this was a joke. It wasn't a joke. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's do the um, the world's most difficult Tottenham Hotspur quiz. 
Yeah. Think man a smart, come quick. Think man a big, come quick. Think man a yid with the knowledge for this. Prove that ish on the FC quiz. Think man a smart, hey come we quiz. Think man a big, come we quiz. Think man a yid with the knowledge for this. Prove that ish on the FC quiz. Come we quiz then, bruv. This week, the theme is famous Spurs capitulations. This is on the back of the Zago game. This is oh, a, a comment from the quizmaster Leo. He says after uh, the first uh, first day's embarrassment and embarrassing and dismal capitulation, I thought it'd be nice to revisit some of the old classic capitulations that us Spurs fans have endured in the hope that it might make us feel a little less shit about last Thursday. We all know we're no strangers to terrible performances and bottling games. But some of these might be some triggering reminders of some dark times. These might these might trigger you somewhat. Ben, you're up first. Yes, mate. As a defending champion, you're up first. Jordan, you're going to have to follow. Okay, my friend? All right, yeah. No problem. I'll do that. All right, okay. Well, it's, uh, you have to because that's what I've said. <laughs> you have to do that. It's my rules. Nice. Right. Jordan. Good. Say okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, number one. It says, oh, another agonising way to go out of Europe was against Basel in 2013. We drew two all on the night and a certain Mo Salah scored for them and then it went to penalties. Adebayor missed one penalty. Who missed the other? Oh, fuck. I was going to say Adebayor. Um, who missed the other? <laughs> Nasser Chadley. That's not a bad guess. It was Tom Hardison. Jordan? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, in 2006, we went out in the FA Cup in the third round to Leicester, who were 21st in the championship at the time. We went 2 0 up before it losing 3 2. Can you name one of our scorers? Um, Gutting that's a season before I got into Spurs. Well, that's not going to help you, is it? Probably <laughs> <laughs> um, not. I mean, I'll go for Robbie King. Is incorrect. T, who scored a screamer that day? Oh, I want to say Stalteri. It's correct. It's correct. Pal's knowledge. Paul Stalteri. Uh, ben, uh, number two says, in 2017, we dropped out of the Champions League and into the kind draw against Gent. Of of course, we lost the first leg 1-0 <laughs> and drew the second 2-0, meaning we went on, to, uh, went, went on to go out and away goals. Who scored an own goal? in that game oh fucking hell can't you ask who got sent off um no Ali Deli Ali got sent off we all know that <laughs> uh, I mentally block these out Flav you're doing me Ben it's a difficult quiz I don't know what you, what you want from me <laughs> but you reacting to this I can't help you mate well, who was it uh, who was it it was I can't give you a quiz because I can't give you a clue rather because T's on the line and he like every time we give clues out, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I can't do it. You got fight. Is incorrect. Harry Kane. All right. No, no answers correct. Um, Jordan. After be- after battering Juventus over two legs, we somehow went out. What were the scores in both legs? Jeez, that's two tough. One, one, two. He's only got it. <laughs> he's only fucking no, got right, it. Right. He smashed right. it. Smashed it out of the park. Right, one, he's one nil Jordan. Yeah, one nil Jordan. One of my favourite ever Spurs games, definitely. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I, th- I, I think we had a fight called Social around that as well. It was, it was fantastic. I think Harry Kane scored, didn't he? 
Yeah. yeah. No, it was a Dembele. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, ben, uh, this is got you got to level this up here, mate. Um, at the end of the 2015-2016 season, we lost five-one to an already relegated ten-man Newcastle. <laughs> Oh, what was the significance of this game? What was the significance of this game when we lost 5-1 at the end of the season? What was... Uh, well, it's, it's, uh, I, I get this kind of a nebulous answer, but he's going to get us a nail this, so you got to get it. Oh, fuck. Um, all right. Uh... What happened after the game? What, what did that mean for our season? Finish. Oh, we finished below Arsenal. Is correct. Yeah. We came good. Well played, mate. We came. We came third in a two-horse race. Uh, yeah, that was fucking. That was that was the lowest. Like, like fuck the Zagreb game. That was the lowest. Like getting beaten by a ten man, ten men uh, Newcastle to get overtaken by our arch rivals in the final game of the season. And then oh, it doesn't matter. Let's just carry on. Uh, it's one all. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, October 2001, 3-0 up at half-time against Manchester United. We conceded five goals in the second half to lose 5-3. Can you name two of the three Spurs scorers? I knew one. I think... I think... Um, I think... Did Les Ferdinand score? He did. Oh, that's not my era. Definitely watched it back, though. How old are you, Jordan? Um, I'm 21. You should know better. This was in your lifetime. Yeah, I was two years old. Um, yeah, it's in your lifetime. I remember it that vividly. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for... I mean, I'm just going to have to go for someone now, aren't I? Go on. Um, I'll, go for, I'll go for Anderson. Is it incorrect? Not bad, because he was in the same team. It was uh, Grisson Ziga and Dean Richards. I, the question does need to be answered, uh, Jordan, that... If you've only been alive on this planet for 21 years, and this is the world's hardest Tottenham Hotspur quiz, then what are you doing on here? Well, I don't know. We'll see, won't we? Well, we will see. Because you're still... I do want to read out some of the insults that Jordan sent uh, to uh, Ben. Yeah, that's a bit I was looking forward to. Well, we're going to come on to them afterwards because uh, <laughs> I, I, I forgot to read them out. But they are they are very good, Jordan. I, I really, really appreciate what you did. Uh, ben, it's one all currently. Uh, FA Cup third round against Manchester City in 2004. We were 3-0 up at half-time and a City player was sent off at the end of the first half. We lost 4-3. Which City player was sent off? Abby Barton. Easy. 2-1. Okay. Jordan, after going 2-0 up against Arsenal in the Emirates in 2012, we lost 5-2. Which Spurs, players, which Spurs player was sent off in that game? Um, Adebayo, wait, 2012-13 was Adebayo. It's correct. Well, Scott Parker as well. I didn't realise that. What? Uh, what's the score, T? The same Parker's man. the year before. Doesn't matter. He got Adebayo, Adebayo correct. What's the score? What's the score? Uh, it's 2-2. 2-2. Two, two. All right, okay. Last, last question. Uh, FA Cup fourth round in 2017. We were 2-0 up and conceded three goals in 15 minutes to lose 3-2. Who were the opponents? Ben! What year was it? 2017 FA Cup. We're 2 0 up. We conceded three goals in the last 15 minutes. Who were the opponents? It was. Uh, 
Uh, Chelsea, what? it's not Chelsea. No, it's incorrect. It's West Ham. <laughs> and uh, Jordan, to win this. That so was we don't... Cup. I think you said FA Cup. I might be wrong. I don't, I don't know. It was FA Cup, yeah. It's not your question. I'm still wouldn't fucking go it. So. Because West Ham. <laughs> I think I was in the League Cup. I'm not trying to like... Yeah, but you are you 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 undermining the the quiz on where you're a contestant. It's like going on to the chase and then saying the questions are wrong. <laughs> uh, it may be it may not be right. Uh, once again, there's controversy about this. Uh, I don't do the quiz. Message Leo. I'll give you his Twitter um, <laughs> uh, to uh, win here. Uh, Jordan, uh, from November 2013 to May 2015, we played Manchester City four times in the Premier League. Uh, what was the aggregate scoreline? From sorry, when? From November 2013 to 2015, we played Manchester City four times yes. in the Premier League. What was the aggregate scoreline? All right, Fuck, that's so hard. You're googling this, Jordan. I'm not. What was it? What was it then? That's an that's an amazing memory. I think it was sixteen two to Man City. T, you having that? Fair fucking play on that. It's fucking hell. T, are you having that? What do you mean you done well? Oh, I'm not going to work it out. He's fucking nailed it. He's got sixteen two. How's he done real that? That is unreal. I Jordan, that was really quite nuts. Julian, what? I'm, I'm a bit very impressed. Okay. Are we impressed or we think liar? Oh, I never know. No, I think it's. With him, I, I mean, I'm at a loss, but I think his answers are solid all the way through. The ones he got right, he had them on the top of his head straight away. I think that's, I think that's legit. All right, Ben. Like Ben called it. Like he's the better man. He's yeah, like he, not not the better man. He's better than me because uh, I, I thought <laughs> I think I, I thought he was lying. I thought he's googled it and he lied lied through his teeth. I don't like it. I don't like it, George. Even though Ben has sort of capitulated here and has said, "Do you know what? Fair play, the best best man win." I don't believe it. I don't think you are the best man. I think you cheated. <laughs> I think you cheated. But right now, but it's really, well. I, I look, you know, <laughs> it's because he questioned it. But he ain't having it. <laughs> um, you know, Boris Johnson don't think he's a cunt, but it might he might be. <laughs> it, it, it might be the way uh, honestly uh, Jordan congratulations mate uh, you'll be back next week uh, we are working towards the end of the world's most difficult Tottenham Hotspur quiz you'll be pleased to know um, we're going to uh, we're going to move towards whoever <coughs> wins out of uh, you know like the round robin sort of stay on competition we've got going now it, uh, we're going to bring all the greats back all the greats back including you Felonius Alex from Bristol Connor Sucklin uh, Jimmy Riggle and the others and we can do a round robin best of eight sort of fucking competition sudden sure deathy vibes yeah like sudden deathy and at the end of it the Guilty. end of it the winner the winner Jolene what do you think the prize would be I'd probably something to do with your cock out <laughs> dicks out <laughs> dicks out Dicks out. I mean, is, is the prize you're creating? Is it like a crystal dick that's kind of out in a toilet? And no. it's like Alan Nielsen is like running under the shade of piss, and like Stefan Everson's climbing up. The, is it not that? No, it's just like my dick no, out. Shit, then. No, it's just, shit, then. just, just a, just a normal. Um, a, is it a some dick? tickets. Dick, to, dick, uh, a dick that's been hanging there for thirty nine years. 
Guys, do you ever think about that? Like, you look down at your dick and you think, Jesus, that's been hanging there for 39 years. Like, that's literally not what I think. Well, do, next time you go for a wee. Julian, next time you go for a wee, <laughs> contemplate the philosophy of the fact your penis is still on your body. Yeah, just, how, how long has it been like, hanging there? It's been hanging there for nearly 40 years. 40 years. What you meant? Does that not blow Locking. your mind? Anyway, this has been the Fighting Got Podcast. <laughs> Julian, thank you so much for once, once again for uh, for joining us. Uh, can you remind us um, that the podcast you've got coming out, please uh, push that hey, one. So again. if you can find me on Twitter, um, at Julian Rubes or J- Julian Rubes, J-O-L-Y-O-N-R-U-B-S. I know I've got a fucking stupid name, all right? I didn't fucking choose it, all right? <laughs> Fuck you. If you dug uh, me out, no, dug me out for not being as brand a new podcast, um, which will come out on the 6th of April, is called The New Conspiracist. You can listen to the first series now. It's on all you know podcast platforms. And we deal with everything from QAnon, Jews, um, Brexit. Uh, but then it's sillier. You know, uh, was Avril Lavigne replaced by a body double in 2016? Is Elvis alive? Like, was JFK murdered? I love this. Sounds what about amazing. the alien patients? And we deal with a different <laughs> topic each week. So, And we debunk it with some very silly often very clever people but i've got another show called not the news which you can find on youtube um there aren't many jolly and rubensteins that, uh, you know i mean people aren't giving these fucking stupid names you don't grow up in north london you know, <laughs> you know you've got bizarre parents you sort of low working class <laughs> make them aspire and then everyone thinks you're some sort of <laughs> you know like this they think you're just born with a fucking spoon up your ass you know? yeah um but listen it's been a pleasure being on really fun no I mean, hopefully you come back soon because, uh, Julian, I'd like to make you uh, a um, uh, sort of permanent, sort of semi-permanent, like not like... Ow. Oh, fuck, I'm fucking this up. As long as I uh, don't have to see your dick, as long as you're not going to like make some weird Hawaiian thing thing where like, yeah, but you know what? There's a thing that we all do if like when you actually get on the podcast properly, like we all have to get our dicks out and like, yeah, you know, as, as, as long as that's not, you know, you know, what, as long as that's not the game. What, what, what do you mean? What's the problem with that? <laughs> I don't... I, 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 honestly, I, I'm... I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't get the issue. We've all got one. Mine's been hanging there for forty years. Uh, Felonius, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for uh, joining us once again, mate. You're a legend. You're I love you, and I can't wait to see you. Nice to meet in- you. See you too, Joel. Well, boys, we can get yeah, together. Really we can good. get together within love that. like so fun. at some point in the next the beehive. month. The beehive. We could do that, or we don't have to right. do it around Tottenham. We could do. Um, mate, I'm just gagging. Spearman, no, no, not that. No, surely not. All right, uh, Jordan, thank you so much. Ben, you're a legend. Uh, Jordan, yes, we'll see, see you next week. You don't like, um, we're looking at you. Um, you, we, you've got your camera on, and you, you're you've just won the um, the world's most difficult Tottenham Hotspur quiz, and you couldn't be less excited about it. I'm just ready to say, <laughs> you're just happy to see, <laughs> oh, no, that is fighting. Talk. I'm a bit. I'm I'm a bit like Mourinho. I'm a bit like yesterday's man, I feel like, you know. I don't know if I've got it anymore, but we'll no, see. Not at all. You've, you've, yeah, I've been listening over the years. You've got all of the knowledge very quickly. Oh, you see that. I like to see that, you know. I like to see that. It's nice. softening me up, man. <laughs> it's an emotionally open podcast. It's good. I like it. Can good I, uh, just before we end, if people are still with us, the 30% are still with us, 100%. Uh, this is what Jordan sent in to get on this, yes. get on this pod, podcast. He said, hello, Mr. Flav. It's always been my dream to beat a man called Ben in a Tottenham-themed quiz. <laughs> so please let me on. Thank you. I, d- I didn't reply. I'm very busy, right? Here is my insult, colon. 
Ben, you have a small penis and I shagged your dog. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> That's it, bro. Do you know what, man? This is all getting too fucking high brow for me again, man. I don't, I don't yeah, understand sorry, his turn. Sorry. Is he fixing the papers? I'm not sure. Yeah, Jordan, Do you know what? The ball's on you to tweet that. I respect that. And he's got on the show. Just shows you. <laughs> Just seems so relaxed. So relaxed. I love it. It's wonderful. All right, this has been uh, the Fighting God Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for downloading once again. Uh, up the Spurs and dicks out. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel turn Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.